0: Welcome to another edition of our Sada City Happy Hour Tastings. I'm Marshall Ferguson from a brick wall. Uh, He is Sam Corbet coming to us, of course, from up in Gravenhurst, up in Muskoka, the beautiful, beautiful land of heat and humidity right now, isn't it, Sam?
1: Yes, and I have a lovely plywood wall behind me. Ah,
0: there you go. Hey, it's better than having no walls at all. Unless you're in an open-air cabin, maybe, like a lean-to, we can have one of those. Uh, I don't or know what last week. Yeah, I was going to say the the beach was certainly hard to be. What's uh, what's lean to culture like out there in Muskoka? I know I've been to Vermont, where basically just a a cabin and somebody. I don't. I wonder how they came up with a lean to. They probably built a cabin and then just chopped it in half and realized, huh, this is kind of cool. We can be outdoors but also have the cover of indoors. Uh, because I know when I've been to Vermont, every single campground that you go to, where you're drinking beers around the campfire. Has a lean to, and it's the best thing ever because you're basically getting the best of both worlds.
1: That is true. Uh, the only, like, I guess, closest thing to a lean to I could imagine are, are those pop up tents that you see on the beach. Oh, but other- yeah,
0: not a big lean to
1: culture but up here.
0: We got to expand it, we got to make it a thing. <laughs> it Ontario. You. Okay, it's that's uh, got to be part of the plan moving forward, just like enjoying a Coriolis effect, kettle sour should be part of your weekend plans. Let's crack these bad boys open. Yeah. Uh, excited to have this one. Uh, I know that we've been having some of the variations and we still got a couple more to go, but uh, this is the OG. Uh, this is the yep. original for you guys. So tell me the origin story as I pour this into a beautiful CFL cup for all of our CFL fans and followers out there. Uh, Let's wh- where where this? Started came from.
1: As a collab between us and a bar in Toronto, Tropical Bar Hop. And it was just at the time, kettle sours were just sort of coming around. They weren't pretty popular yet. Um, we still called it a Berliner Vice, which I mean, in terms of style, it's pretty close, but uh, a traditional Berlin advice is made quite differently than a kettle sour. But we, you know, again, I was saying is in the infancy of the sours and um, we started off originally using uh, some syrups that uh, the head chef at Barhop made. He made a raspberry uh, syrup and a Woodruff syrup, which are traditional in Germany or Berlin. And uh, that was sort of the beginning. And then from there, we started going... Built, ma- making it a yearly release and now it's you know it's been almost seven years we've done very many different variants it's a good base to kick off fruit to kick off zests and spices on its own it's very uh lemon forward a lot of tartness yeah. very refreshing
0: yeah this is uh, an extremely summary like you say the the flavored the soured uh light beer um yeah uh, man, I mean like this is one of those that is I- incredibly flexible for you guys, is it not? Like I feel like if you brought this to a beer festival and there was anybody who liked a sour, you give this to them at a beer fest or something and they would just dive in on it and it's it's just agreeable, right? Like there's there's no real turn off from it because if you like sours being only like too sour, it's not that. If you like beer but you don't like high IBU or high uh, ABV, then it's not going to turn you off from that. It's just like it's smooth and and everybody would like this, I would think.
1: Yeah. It's a very, it's, it's a good entry level sour beer. Um,
0: you said it's not, we don't want to go, we don't need it to be face crushingly
1: sour or cuttingly sour. And one of the things I like to do when I'm at home or on the deck or whatever is those little squeezable meal drinks Mm -hmm. or things that you can add to your water. I my kids have them at home. I just use it and put a little shot of it in here, whatever it is that they have, like, you know, like Gatorade orange, you just add it and it's, Right, now you got yourself a fruit punch. And that's amazing
0: because I've done that with Mio and just on ice with, uh, you know, water, sometimes coconut water, things like that, and a splash of vodka or something like that's that's liquor. But I've never thought to put Mio into beer. But th- because this is such a great base, as you say, I'm jealous that I didn't bring some Mio because I have some in the fridge right now.
1: There you go. Now, now you get for the second can. You know what to do. You just go <laughs> a little drop in there, and then all of a sudden it's like you just you just crush it because. Uh, and the good thing is those things are all like zero carb, no sugar, yeah. all urethritol and stuff. And it has almost a cooling effect and it makes it doubly more refreshing. So that's just a little there inside right back right there.
0: A little cheat code. Now, what's the best Mio to go into the Coriolis Effect Kettle Sour?
1: The one that the one that I've been having is a, it's actually a tang. It's a pineapple oh, tangerine. Yeah. And I think that one's pretty awesome. I mean, you go to the grocery store, you get two of them. It's like two for six bucks, and it's fifty shots. Yeah. So you, you could buy cases of beer, and you still wouldn't go through the whole thing. It's pennies of glasses. They used to say about the brew <laughs> aid, right?
0: It uh, it's funny though because you know a lot of people. Maybe if you're into craft beer, which obviously you are, if you're here and watching this, that. Uh, you will get an, a chance to enjoy all sorts of different beers. But the idea of having a base in which you can customize yourself is kind of fun, right? Like and it's, it's not For as sure. though you're going to, you know, sign a, a partnership deal with Mio anytime soon. Cause I don't think they're getting <laughs> into, the, into the beer game. Uh, although, Hey, never say never, but I, I just look at that as being like a fun creative experience because if you like craft beer, you're innately, I think a fun, creative person.
1: Yeah. And like y- you could mix and match and experiment yourself to a couple do, like, a fruit salad. Add a couple of them in there. Do whatever. But, like, they're always around. So, especially, at yeah, kids, they're using them all the time. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> yeah. A, it's a little fun experiment.
0: That's a cheat code for the kids who uh, they all think that they need juice. And then you're like, well, this is technically juice. Uh, it's water with zero sugar. It's not going to make you hopped up until 10 p.m., though. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a smart one to go and get yourself a couple of those. Like I say, two for six in this, um, tell us about the can art in the, uh, the way that this has been designed. I see that we've got some beachy colors on here. We've got a man overlooking what appears to be the sea. I believe that's the, that's the black pearl. If I'm not mistaken, that's lingering out there offshore. What are we dealing with here?
1: So originally, like when I think of the Coriolis effect, so the Coriolis effect is this, you know, when you're in the Southern hemisphere, the Northern hemisphere, it's the way that the water spins due to the curvature of the earth. And, uh, Anyways, my mind goes directly back to the old Simpsons episode where Bart calls Australia to find out if the toilet flushes away. <laughs> so originally we were trying to figure out some way to work that episode. It's my ultimate favorite Simpsons episode of all time. So we've actually done a number of years where that's come up. Amazing. But uh, the Coriolis effect, so we ended up just using like the old ship and bending to the like If you look at the guy, he's watching the curvature of the ship yep. go off in the distance. And that's... Sort of how, I'm think i pretty sure that's how the Coriolis effect was first noticed. So anyways, but that's where it's, uh, that's what's happening there. And then the colors, uh, this is, if you saw our Golden Beach can, it's very, it's almost like the inversion of the Golden Beach can. So a couple of years ago, we were trying, that was our first sort of like attempt at a rebrand. So obviously it looks a little different than our other stuff. We moved away from this design, but we had some cans left over. So that's why we use these ones, but it's still like, it looks very summery looks like a refreshing drink so blue sky sandy beach blue water looks very inviting and three and a half percent but yeah it'll come it'll all come back to the simpsons eventually that's I mean, amazing
0: uh now why why did the simpsons have such a big influence on you and some of your creative decisions at salas
1: well i think because i was uh you know of high late high school early university days when the simpsons were really hitting that season four through eight right? as far as i'm concerned those were the glory days yeah some of the best episodes and like i swear i probably watched simpsons every single day like it used to come on cbc um at five o'clock every day i was day. gonna
0: say i think it was like the 4 30 lead-in was like everybody loves ray into the simpsons and I've i fell into the same trap as well you get home from school the parents aren't home yet boom it's on
1: and so that's, you know, I grew up on that. I remember at university doing the same thing. I have all of them on DVD, but like a lot of it, a lot of the humor and sort of, you know, the way that you perceive uh, pop culture I, for me came from very referential humor. It's all you know, in those years of The Simpsons when like Conan was still writing for them and stuff like that was definitely a big uh, influence on on me in the, in my early adulthood and late teenage years. That's awesome. I'm very much myself. Like now, they're at like season thirty. So no, <laughs> it's
0: but it, it's honestly, it's interesting that you say a couple of things that would jump out to me. One is that you say season four through eight is kind of the glory years. I am an office freak, and they went up to to nine seasons. And for me, it's like season three through five is perfect. It's every show follows that life cycle where they begin, they find their footing, they peak. And then they're like, oh, we have a massive audience. Let's just keep printing money. And they just keep deciding, like, let's just keep pumping out content here so that we can keep it kind of rolling in because it's such a great property. I actually saw somebody um, say on Twitter yesterday, I believe Adam Seaborn is his name. He's a Canadian sports media kind of critic and and ratings uh, reviewer. And he said that Jeopardy is the only product that has ever been put on television before that is has held the exact same level of audience, regardless of host, topic, uh, the people that are playing the game, it doesn't matter. It's the perfect formula because all it takes is trivia questions that are interesting. And it doesn't even matter if you like or hate the people that are contestants because they change every single day. If you don't right. like the host, the host doesn't get in the show enough for you to actually want to tune out unless you're you know, stuck to it and you you despise whoever was there after Trebek, before, whatever. But... Uh, but the idea of, uh, of having that equation, it's like, it's so formulaic that Jeopardy is just king. And The Simpsons, I think a lot of people look at the cartoon version of being that because regardless of where they evolved to, they held their audience, didn't they? Like, they, they've right. got such a massive following, even though I agree with you that the earlier stages, after they got away from Bart having a square head uh, in the graphics department, that's, that's when things started to actually get good.
1: Well, I, I feel like, you know you have a creative arc as well and the, a lot of shows you can only take it so far and then you're right they just are basically phoning it in because how do you come up with new stuff all the time very many shows can't last that long yeah that's why a lot of british television like the original office was only two seasons in britain yet you when you look at it they only had like it's something silly like there's only like 13 episodes or something ridiculous like that and you're like really because yeah. like in my head it lasts it's it's huge and I, I want. I just rewatched all the Parks and Rec, nice. which the last two seasons are kind of like. They were like a victory lap. There wasn't anything new, but <laughs> yeah. it was good up until then. I was still fine to watch it, but uh, you're right. There is definitely this arc, and yeah, Sometimes... yeah. Man, Jeff is just you. Just it's a pissing contest. People just want to like know more than somebody else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that you can master uh, any game of Jeopardy that involves the Coriolis effect because you are, I did not <laughs> expect you to be an expert in all of that, but that was a great lesson for me because I had no idea about the uh, the origins of that, but um, it's funny when you talk about Parks and Rec because I sometimes go back and I'll just rewatch the first couple of episodes when Andy falls into the pit and breaks both his legs and I'm like, this is when the show was at its best. I'm like, when this, this group of people, these characters, the way it was all set up, um, that felt like it was king, which brings me... At the end of this TV conversation here, this little note on how the hell does Coronation Street still exist?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I've never been really in my wheelhouse. I've never been a a soap fan, let alone a Brit soap, or I don't even know if it can qualify. I don't know.
0: I I don't know how to clarify what Coronation Street is, but I was watching so much Olympics over the last month that I would tune into CBC or I'd have the television on CBC and I would tune back in after I'd had the TV off for a while. And I would turn it on and Coronation Street would be on. And honestly, Sam, for the first time in a decade, I had see, I saw Coronation Street and I went, huh, we're still doing that, huh? Because yeah. I, I, I had no idea that they were even still on. It's not like they even promoted. It's just like, listen, CBC has made a decision that if you are 70 years older uh, or older, that you are going to be invested in this show. And you're just going to give them 50,000 viewers every day and they're fine with that.
1: When I was still in my advertising days, purchasing television spots, and we're going back a number of years, I'm going—it's like twenty years plus. Yeah, Coronation Street was still on CBC, and it was still probably pulling in exactly the same audience as it was. So <laughs> maybe the, it's them, Jeopardy, and Coronation Street have the foreplay. <laughs>
0: well, here's—I guess—my question on that is: if it's an older demographic that's watching Coronation Street. And innately, when the show is on for that long and it's an older demographic and they are passing away, why is the demographic under getting old and adopting Coronation Street?
1: It's like, a, I guess it's like the handing of the baton. You're like, <laughs> your your older parents like, well, you've graduated your you know, your golden years. Welcome to Coronation Street. Then you yeah. get walked into the into the CBC and you sit down and you just watch or maybe I don't know. I was going to say
0: they hand you the box set, but the problem is there is no box set because there's definitely no way that they're doing DVD sets of that stuff. But uh, regardless, uh, if you are in your 70s or 80s and you love Coronation Street, we have the perfect pairing, Uh, Coriolis. fact. Anything for you. You can sit down, enjoy The Simpsons, Parks and Rec, the first couple of seasons, anything that you want. It is uh, delicious. Again, get it at SadaCityBeer.com, And of course, check out our podcast for exclusive uh, promo codes and everything else you can use to embrace all things Sawdust City. Sam, make sure that that uh, plywood wall stays uh, sitting up, okay? All
1: right, buddy. Cheers. (laughs)
0: Cheers.